Welcome to the Whole Home Podcast. My guest today is Jess Ponder. I've gotten to know Jess over the years since first seeing her across the room in 2010 in the basement of the Remnant Church Plant. But the funny thing is, I don't actually remember meeting you, Jess, face to face. I remember the back of your head, very (laughs) clearly, your hair, your beautiful hair, because you would sit in the front because you were dating Doug, and I would sit as far back as possible because I had a newborn, (laughs) and the music was very loud. Yes, I remember baby Ava, and it was loud because it reverberated off all the walls and pipes and everything in that basement. Yep, yep. So I'm so excited to interview you, and I prayed about the ladies who I'd invite to be on the first season, but I prayed specifically for who would be first, and I needed someone who would jump into the deep end of the pool with me and hold my hand, and I asked you, and you said, yeah, I'll jump. So (laughs) I'm thankful for you, and what's it like to be first? Oh, I'm thankful for you, too. Well, I I feel excited. I feel um, very humbled to be able to jump in at the beginning um, and to hear your heart about what you want to do with this podcast Um, and also a little bit nervous because you don't have anybody else to go off of. No. (laughs) So I'm excited and um, this is not my normal lane. So I'm excited. No, never. never. I mean, I love listening to podcasts a lot. Uh, That's normally my go-to for like housework or walking or something like that. Um, but I've never been on one before, so. That surprises me. So I'm sure this is just the beginning for you. <laughs> That's sweet. Um, so before we get started, I want to take a minute to say a few things about you that I've noticed over the years. This might embarrass you, but I feel like I got to do it. So anyways, I first want to say like you have a very comforting presence, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to ask you on. Um, and you're so down to earth. And um, something I really admire about you is your cheerful generosity. Um, You are so generous in the encouraging things you say every time I talk to you. And I've seen you and Doug be very generous with your finances. Um, But even beyond those areas, uh, you are generous in an area that is easy to hold on to. You are super willing, at least from my perception, to be transparent about your struggles and your sin. and I just really appreciate that about you. So anyways, I don't want to embarrass you, but <laughs> I got to say it. Also, um, you have had steadfast faith during suffering. And I hope we'll get to talk about that a little bit later. But um, anyways, and finally, your joy and your beautiful smile are contagious. <laughs> and you are such an encouragement to me, Jess. So thank you again for agreeing to do this with me. Yes, thank you for um for having me and that's just really sweet Laura and I I mean we've been friends like I said for 12 years yeah um so we've had we've seen a lot of different life together I mean I didn't have any kids when we met yeah. so um so many different things um but that encouragement means a ton to me uh, you mean a lot to me and I love to hear you talk and I know other women <laughs> do too so ready to jump Jess? Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Let's jump in. So I wanted to start off tonight getting into your background and this is what I'm going to call the soil section of the podcast. So the first question is super general. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Chesterfield which is in the Richmond metro area. 
So, I actually didn't know that. Yeah. So it's about 20 minutes south of the city. I guess if you, it's not the south side, it's a county. Okay. Um, and I wouldn't have said I was from Richmond, but yeah, it's about, my parents still live in Chesterfield and it's about 30 minutes away. So you go back there? Um, not to like hang out, but to hang out <laughs> with them for sure. Cause they're great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do. I mean, there aren't any really old haunts that I go back to or friends that I have that I keep up with, um, that still live there except for them. But yeah. Do your parents still live in your childhood house? They don't. They We moved several times. And then this last time, they moved into a house more conducive for them growing old together. Mm-hmm. So they moved into a single, um, like, living area. So they don't, they live in a different house now. Yeah. So where are you in, I guess, how many kids did your parents have? Like, how would they describe you? Like, who were you in the family? So I'm the oldest. And I was born when they were still in college. I was a surprise. Um, And so they always, you know, of course, described it as a a lovely surprise. But I kind of grew up with them because they had me right after um, they had only been married a little while. So um, so I'm the oldest. And then I have a younger brother and a younger sister um, who are great. Uh, We were very close growing up and um, and still are pretty close so what's your maiden name i rogers so yeah i've never i know that's your parents last name yeah i never thought jessica rogers yeah yeah jessica rogers jessica r i always used to get the last initial because you know jessica is like a common name so in public school it was like jessica h jessica r jessica t you know it's still that way jess yeah i know know. we still probably should do that at church sometimes yeah so many jessicas so how what was your personality oh man i was so shy i didn't talk at all what i didn't talk at all in school um i wouldn't even ask to go to the bathroom that's probably tmi but like (laughs) i i was too afraid to raise my hand make eye contact with anybody um so i wasn't that way at home um and i really enjoyed my family and being at home but at school i pretty much wanted to be invisible i was very shy that is not common for the oldest sibling I feel like yeah I um I don't know I just never I just always was nervous at school I had a lot of social anxiety and so I just never wanted I just would rather be this this quiet wallflower yeah so did somebody else boss you around oh yeah totally it was a a friend named Tiffany oh Tiffany oh at school yeah no my brother and sister were great I probably bossed them around I was definitely the older sister in that (laughs) regard and the eventual babysitter okay um for free so for free yeah who were you close to either of them growing up yes um well my sister is almost nine years younger than me and so it was definitely more of an older sister type of relationship and we've grown close as we've grown older, mm-hmm. um, but it's been really cool. I mean, she was still in high school when I had my when I had Ash, so okay. that's cool. So wow. she got to see a lot of those things. She got married, um, and we already had three kids. So, mm-hmm. um, so we're close now. I was really close to my brother. We used to play in uh, the church band together. Oh my god! And so that was really fun. He was a really cool kid. I mean, he was just really talented and just really funny. Um, Definitely cooler than me in every respect. I mean, just <laughs> one of those people that would have a, just a trendsetter in every sense of the word. But yeah, we, and then when I would come home from college, we'd stay up late watching SNL and oh, that fun. kind of fun. So, um, so yeah. 
we aren't as close now, but mostly because of life circumstances. Yeah. He has four girls. I have four boys. And so anytime we try to talk, it's just hilarious. Four? This, oh, he has four girls. Yes. Oh, my no, gosh. It's like the incredible. foil to me. That's um, so fun. Yeah. It's really fun. Who would have thought? I know. We never. It's such a weird world. So it's very fun when he comes to visit. He lives in Detroit because it's like a whole new world. Um that's totally different than yeah, mine for no both doubt. of us. So he's like playing Star Wars with my boys and I'm like just begging his girls to like tell me about dolls or yeah. or, or paint nails together yeah. or something like that. That's fun. Oh, I wish I could see that. All right. Um, do you have a favorite childhood memory? I mean, that's a super hard question. It could be oh, anything. Are, that is a good question. Um, let me think. So we had, um, we, my parents were really specific about family time we were pretty busy so on mondays was like our family night maybe it was mondays maybe it was i think it was mondays it was a night of the week and those nights uh we didn't have a ton of money so they were pretty creative so one night um so i have a lot of fun memories from those nights yeah like um we did weird nights like normal popcorn and movie nights to one time they made a whole um putt putt in our house out of like oh, toilet wow. paper rolls and That's it was impressive. in the winter yeah so they like made this putt putt course in our house um they're just fun so your um, parents are pretty creative they are pretty creative i'd say yeah and my mom especially was always intentional about us making sure that we had time together like without a screen normally mm -hmm. um so sometimes we had opera night at the house that was a weird little blip wow. all my family's musical <laughs> opera night we would only be able to sing that happened once and that was a very fun memory but also a very odd von yeah. trapp-esque your dad one. and brother too yes my my siblings i'm probably the least talented musically in my family okay. i would say so my brother is immensely talented and so is my sister and they both lead worship at their um churches that they are okay. in now um so if I ever wanted anything played, my brother could pick up a guitar and play it. He mm -hmm. was just that kind of person. Um, so, yeah, so we have a lot of, like, music together memories. That would probably be one of my favorite things, yeah, just making I music bet. together as a family. So what was everybody's instrument? Um, so I roughly play the piano, and okay. I emphasize the word rough. I played better <laughs> than um, because I was taking lessons then. Um, my dad plays the guitar and the bass guitar. My okay. brother plays the guitar. Um, my sister is and mom are primarily vocalists, although they both can play the piano a little bit. That's my sister cool. more than my mom, I'd say. Are you glad you learned the piano? Oh yeah, I hated I hated practicing then and was really bad at it and would often pretend to not practice and then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm happy I learned now because I can play songs with the kids and that's just really fun. Yeah. Do you have any um, musicians coming up in your family? You think? I don't know. Um, we are doing some fun exploratory music classes with uh, Randall Mayland oh, yeah. right now. Yeah, those are awesome. Yeah, so we'll see. They definitely like music, but mm -hmm. um, we're just kind of trying to see. Um, the Jack really likes music a lot, so I could see him maybe playing things because he enjoys mm -hmm. it the most. He's the first one to notice if we don't have music playing. and um, But at this time, like we're just kind of letting everybody feel it out. And I just have to ask, do you have family opera nights? <laughs> we don't. No. That we have different ladies in the Ponder family. That was more of a Rogers family thing. Too bad. I know. <laughs> Maybe just one time. One time. <laughs> Maybe we bring your parents it. over. Yes, I'd have to have their support for sure. Yeah. All right. What did you want to be when you grew up? Okay. 
Um, I want this sounds I had pretty low aspirations. I wanted to be a lounge singer. <laughs> and I'm not even say? kidding. <laughs> I I didn't at the time oh I just gosh. saw all these old movies, oh you know, gosh. and I saw these women in beautiful dresses yes. standing beside a piano. And so I told my dad I wanted to be able to um to do that. And yeah. maybe on a cruise ship, because that's like the that's only time funny. I'd ever seen it done. Um present day not in like the 1940s or something and so he was like i don't really think that is the type of woman you want to be and i was like no but it is it so is. that was my life goal any song you would practice uh i really like uh love you didn't do right by me oh from, wow uh, white, christmas. white christmas the whole dress the Ooh, gloves that was dramatic. my vibe especially for you know an 11 year old who's never <laughs> been in love you know <laughs> It was very not on brand uh, for my middle school single, no boyfriend self. Oh, my gosh. So. Well, speaking of middle school, like, what were you involved in? You said you said you sang in church? I yeah, so I yeah. sang in church. You do? Um, and I was involved in the geography club at my school. I've never heard of a geography club, it actually. It is as exciting as you can imagine. Um, you collected rocks? Like, what did you do? No, geography. So, oh, geography. Like, we would study, like, Oh, wow. Maps. <laughs> it, was, it was a really great time. Um, there were, like, three other okay. kids and an, an odd, very excited professor, you know, teacher, who was, like, just happy that three kids wanted to study what he wanted to study. Yeah. So you had to be an officer in the club if there were only four of you. Yes, that's a good point. I don't think I was ever officially, like, elected as anybody. <laughs> um, but... Uh, you were there. You, yeah, I was there. And, you know, the treasurer was always a safe thing in a club <laughs> because nobody yeah. ever really had any money. Nobody. So you could have a title yes. without ever having to do anything, you know. So I did that. And mm. then. Um, it's amazing. Yep. I think that's it. Just most. We, we were really involved in church. So it was a lot of okay. choir, a lot of um, worship stuff. Okay. Um, so that was high school or middle school? I was middle school and high okay. school. Okay. Um, so high school, I was still, we, we stayed in the same church um, my whole life until I married Doug and came to Remnant. And so um, so it was pretty much the same. Yeah. Still in the youth, youth group, that kind of thing. Yeah. This is going to be a weird question, weird transition, but I feel like a lot changes after this. So when did you first start feeling like an adult? Ooh, that, probably not till college. Yeah. Although I did go to a high school that was like 30 minutes away from my house. Mm -hmm. So probably my senior year, I was working another job. So I would drive myself to school and drive a freshman to school at that time mm -hmm. that went to my church. And um, and then so being in charge of her kind of made me feel like an adult because I yeah. had to pick her up at the a specific time and get her there. Um, and then I would go and work after school. Not every day, but often from like to like f four to nine, mm -hmm. um, and that felt adult to like be gone all day long. That is away a from long my family. Day. A um, lot of people do either or, but you did both. You worked and went to school. Yeah, so it was still high school. So, um, so yeah, I did. I did that very part time, mm -hmm. um, just at a Christian bookstore. Ironically, Doug got me that job. I oh, worked with wow. him there, so that was kind of an odd, weird part of our story. Convenient, yeah, <laughs> very convenient. So, was that your only job, like bookstore? Did you do have any other jobs? Um, you mean 
like in high school. High school, college. In college, I worked basically anywhere that would hire me. I I worked the polls one time. I, um, I've always wanted to do that. It was is it I, fun? It is, but I didn't think about the fact that you wouldn't be able to vote. I thought oh. I'd just be able to vote whenever, <laughs> and I didn't get yeah. to vote that year. And as a college student, for whatever reason, that meant a lot to me. And so, yeah, like, <laughs> dang it, yes. So you you see a lot of people, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like I w- I worked at a grocery store for a while too, and it's like nobody's like super excited about either one of those places. They're trying no. to get in and out, you yeah. know. Um, I worked as a server. I worked as a um, teacher assistant, as, oh, wow. um, uh, teaching English, and then I worked uh, cleaning houses. Um, oh my! You did a lot of things. I did. Those were all at separate times. Some of them were yeah. together, and a lot of it was like really part time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just piecing together so I could live off campus, basically. Yeah, I was just gonna say, were you trying to? work your way through like pay for school or I didn't have enough money to pay for school um but to pay for enough as much as I could yeah and to pay to live off campus in an apartment with friends yeah did your parents want you to move out or they oh, get out of here no no not at all because I was the oldest by a good bit and so um so they definitely weren't eager I think it was really hard for my mom yeah um just because I don't know when you get older. I know Ava is getting older now yes, and Ivory too. Think like, about it. Yeah, like we just were friends mm-hmm. and we still are friends. And so it definitely was hard for me and her to move out. And then also, like, I just did a lot of things. I took my brother and sister places and yeah. we cooked a lot together. So, um, but I think by the time I got married, they're like, you're, you're good to go. It's time for yeah. you to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> I moved home for a month right before Doug and I got married. And that was a different experience. Okay. So was there a significant turning point like in your life in all those years? I probably say marrying Doug was one, but like before that, like that you started to change or have a moment like I want to do this or I don't know. Well, when I went to college, I just realized like I don't want to do any music for a career. Mm -hmm. Um, I just started thinking about the life that I'd seen some of my friends leave and just humbly thinking like I don't have those skills to mm-hmm. to do those things in the You're way saying that, people that were musicians or yeah yeah, yeah. so okay. like I went to a, a school for the performing arts so some people that I know um, are currently like on Broadway or, or or would go on to different schools okay um to pursue those kinds of things and I knew basically that wasn't my lane so that was a big change and I started thinking well maybe um, I should be like a missionary and to teach overseas because I knew I wanted to teach English. Okay. I was reading a lot of missionary biographies like I know you love yeah, um, at the time and um, was just zealous spiritually. So I thought, well, clearly this is what God wants, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I prepared most of my college years to do that. Okay. Wow. Um, like the, you intended would, to... Yes. Okay. So I went to missions classes and um, what is it where you, I can't remember the word right now, where you don't get grades for a class, but you attend audit. I audited a lot of seminary classes thinking, okay, well, I should know these things. Okay. Um, But then um, I met Doug and it was really clear that God had a different plan. Um, And we actually had a conversation about 
God's will on our first date. <laughs> oh, but but I looking back, it just seemed like really natural. But now I can kind of see where he was like, "You really could do all these things yeah. with me here." Yeah. Um. So it and it it is really cool how God did something that I didn't expect, but that mm-hmm. was my original intention. Yeah. Um. Before getting married but I also wanted a family and I wanted to I love my family I wanted to stay yeah. close to my immediate family here um so I was I was an easy I, it was an easy um I would say thing to obey God in marrying Doug because I was kind of straddling the fence so to speak yeah. already in my heart of like feeling how what does God really have for me mm-hmm. do you see that the path that you like your intention to do missions to sort of lead you straight to Doug. I don't know. I mean, it's just, so I was, I was it still something that you care about. Oh, I mean, definitely. I yeah. think that there are so many ways to um, care about missions um, and to support missions and beyond mission. I mean, in, in your own city, yeah. you know? Um, and so I guess it was a wonderful way of God preparing my heart to be able to support Doug and him planning a church and being a pastor, yep. I just, um, I think I just had a tendency to just get really excited mm-hmm. and, um, and, and jump 20 steps. Like, oh, if I feel this way, then this must necessarily be true. You know, I yep. must necessarily, if I, you know, am supporting a child through Compassion International through college, then maybe I should go run an yeah. orphanage, <laughs> like that kind of just extreme, like, let's yeah. just jump in. Um so it led me to Doug in that um, he was going around when Remnant first started asking for prayer and support. And one of my best friends was serving at a different church at that time and knew that I was coming home mm-hmm. and was trying to uh, connect the two of us because we had worked together previously. Doug went to church with me growing up. And so um, so I I had all these desires and I loved that he wasn't afraid of those and he was ready to help show me how I could use them. Not immediately, of course, that'd be too scary and weird yeah. on a first date, but. <laughs> but God's will is definitely not too scary. Yes, for yes, state. that's true. <laughs> Ryan and I had some pretty funny conversations during our first date, but I think that's what made us like, oh, I think I could keep talking to you. Like yes. there's something to talk about. Um, is there a favorite story you have of you and Doug um, in your early years? Okay, so. We went to the same school growing mm-hmm. up, um, and uh, well, not growing up in college. We went to the same college, and we were friends because we had worked together in high school. And I always loved talking to Doug, um, and so we were we were good friends. And I knew his roommate, and so we hung out frequently. Um, but then we kind of fell out of touch. And um, back when you could uh, butt dial people, <laughs> oh my god, my phone. My, my phone accidentally I accidentally called him like five or six times in a row like oh you would if gosh. it were an emergency and I was so embarrassed because I hadn't talked to him for two or three years and he two left two or three years yeah so we, we oh he was there a couple years ahead of me and so we were friends like tangentially mm-hmm. and then um, didn't really reconnect until I was trying to move back to Richmond to figure out where to go to church okay um, so the end of that story is he I kept calling him and then he called me back but he pretended he knew so many jessicas that he wasn't sure which one had called me and i was like i'm deleting his number and never talking to him again oh my god (laughs) so on all accounts we shouldn't be together yep um because i deleted his number and then 
had not it was just such an embarrassing like hilarious awkward exchange between the two of us that is funny that um yeah so that's one of my favorite stories there are lots of little things like that but mostly we just never stopped talking once we finally did reconnect Mm -hmm. and that is one of my favorite things about him too is that we can just talk for forever so this is another big question (laughs) sorry (laughs) you're fine so again looking back in your life um maybe even in those more earlier times because we'll get to your current life later but um did you have any obstacles you had to overcome um i think that um oh i guess i'll answer it like my parents had a lot of obstacles that i didn't learn about until i was an adult so Mm -hmm. they did a really good job they had a lot of things that happened to them in their families that they were kind of like the dam. They dammed up a river of, of of a lot of really good things that they let come through, but a lot of really um, challenging things. Mm-hmm. And so I truly feel like they stood in the gap for, for us to yeah. shelter us from things that we didn't even know that they'd experienced, didn't know that they had healed from themselves. And so a lot of the obstacles were kept from me in that respect. Mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, and I see friends doing that now, or like they're yeah. the people who are standing there for their kids and saying, not in this new generation will we do this. So a lot of the obstacles, I would say, would probably just be the natural, like girlish self-centeredness, you know, yeah. friend trouble. Um, and I have, I've always had a lot of feelings. So a mm-hmm. lot of internal obstacles, I'd say, but not a lot of external because I was pretty, not sheltered in a bad way, but we protected by And you were by shy, them. you said. Yes, so shy. So I, I How w- did that change? Probably high school. Okay. Um, I went to a performing arts school and just kind of jumped in with both feet. And um, so... That's kind why of. I asked you to be first. Yeah. I knew you could do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that changed then, but I, it was still a little bit like turn on and off. I would still get to social engagements and feel like, why am I here? I yeah. have immediate regret. <laughs> I, I call my mom, see if she can pick me up, something like that. Um, so I would say it it changed, I guess, as I got more confident and then definitely in college, mm-hmm. um, just feeling like you realize all the things you think are weird or just normal that's or, so true or like or maybe are weird but you just kind of have to work work it out you know yeah. so so do you have like a big regret oh yeah um i wish i could go back and be a nicer high school and middle school girl mm-hmm. you know um, would you call yourself a mean girl a little yes <laughs> so like just subtly you know in a, yeah. a way you don't have to teach girls to be um, because I was always trying to stay inside a group. Um, mm-hmm. And also, yeah, just probably to to um, not be so worried about what other people think, I would yeah. think, um, which is probably common for most people in middle school and high school. But, yeah, if I could just go back, uh, just stupid things that I said and did um, that not not – not really mean bullying, but like the subtle bullying mm-hmm. that you could still be seen as nice, but you knew in your heart you were just kind of being a jerk, yep. like that kind of stuff. I mastered that subtle art. So yeah. <laughs> I wish I could go back and undo that. It's easier sure. if you do have like a group, like you said, you had a little group. Yeah. So you, you're staying in there, getting the laughs on purpose, yeah. you know, 
Um, so, and I, and like I said, I've been shy. So to be in a group, I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm in my safe place now. So I don't yeah. know. Um, so what about, you kind of mentioned some of these, but are there things that you're into maybe in the past or cared about that are hard to relate to now? Um, yeah, I, it's not that I don't love music anymore mm-hmm. and it's still a part of our life. I mean, we make music with the family joking around and singing. Um, but I was very serious about that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say just general, um, I just never really expected to have a ton of kids. It was weird. So like on one hand, I wanted to like maybe run an orphanage. That was a, a thought for a second. <laughs> Small which, goal. Right. Exactly. And <laughs> it's silly because I had no kids. So and I'd never really babysat. So I had literally no idea. Oh, what my that would gosh. Be like. <laughs> Did you see um, a picture somewhere? Or? I read Amy Carmichael's yeah, okay, biography. Yes. And I thought this is wonderful. She's incredible. Yes, she's she, amazing. And, yes. And so I any any good Christian woman I was like okay well clearly I just need to be like her yeah you know um so I so I would say that I didn't orient my life around but that was still me separately somehow not having a family but like having a ministry to kids and so I think there are a lot of things that I were about specifically that I was about excuse me um at that time that were specific to how I think how I thought the Lord would walk things out of my life yeah. um, that were very individual and not even in the idea of like the church or mm-hmm. marriage or family or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. So final question. Looking back, is there something you appreciate now that maybe you took for granted back then? Um, I, well, I know I've already spoken about my parents but Mm -hmm. also the church i was involved in was really a blessing Mm -hmm. um i just thought everybody's experience was to say like stay in the same church their whole life yeah um and the pastor there was like a a brother to my dad not an actual brother but a spiritual brother and so i didn't really realize until college what it was like to be in a good church until I wasn't in a good church then not because it I just hadn't found a place to put down roots in college yeah so to go from being like shepherded and in a wonderful community to not being that way or in that um was hard and I really really took that for granted at the time um just good people like we have at Remnant you know Mm -hmm. just wonderful um brothers and sisters and like my parents friends loving me and and teaching me things so that was definitely one of the the best things for me it sounds yeah sounds good so that's the soil you came from is there anything else you want to say that maybe you didn't get to say um i don't think so i think um it's interesting now to see how god and i know that we might talk about this a little bit later how god did like was planting desires mm-hmm. i just didn't have the puzzle top to go with all the pieces that yeah, i had necessarily perfect. yeah um so that was something that um was has been really cool to see on the back end yeah well thank you for sharing um before we close the first half of the podcast um something that i want to start as sort of a rhythm of the podcast is just taking the time to say sort of a blessing over another lady in the church. And so I've asked Jess ahead of time to think of a lady 
that she wants to honor on the podcast today for her godly virtues. So Jess, who did you pick? So I live on the block with Rebecca Wash and um, she is a wonderful blessing to me. Um, I get to do the day in and day out of walking with Jesus with her, with mm. our boys together. And, um, you know, I've watched I've watched her and been encouraged by her and her parenting and the way that she boldly prays for her family. She's taught me a lot. And um, just the way that she's faithful to loving her, her parents, her sister, and our neighbors yeah. has been a huge testimony to me. Well, praise God. Um, so let's just pray for Rebecca and the other ladies in our church family, and then we'll close out the first half. And thanks for listening. Dear Jesus, I thank you so much for allowing me to be on this podcast. I thank you for Laura and her heart for for others and for the ladies in our church. I thank you for Rebecca. I thank you for putting her in my life. I thank you for the gift that she has, um, that she is, her creativity, her love for her family, um, the friendship that we have. I thank you for how she is just a wonderful example of blooming where you're you're planted and uh, creatively solving problems. I thank you for the heart that she has for you and the way that she encourages me daily. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Whole Home Podcast, a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in the local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for His glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the Master Gardener is always at work, so let's yield to Him and grow where we're planted.